This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by Digital Media. What's up, fellas? What's up, everybody out there in the conversation? This is uh, Ali Muhammad, the voice of your choice. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in this week, but this being the last episode of the year, I definitely wanted to get in the conversation and, and drop some some um, some of what I learned for 2016. You know what I'm saying? 2016 has been a rough year, obviously, in pop culture and politics and a lot of death, a lot of uh, a lot of strange happenings. You know what I'm saying? Um, but through it all, you know what I'm saying, I think the most important lesson that I learned is that you still got to get up and maintain and 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 be yourself and, and be happy through all of it you know what i'm saying i think a lot of people listening have you know been through times where things was tough you know what i mean and we're still able to live through it and and be through it you know so my takeaway is don't focus on what the the media is saying don't focus on what the timeline is saying don't focus on all of the the negative energies of what's going on in the world and what's going on in the world to come with the incoming uh, presidency and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Focus on what's right there. You know what I'm saying? It's micro to you. You know what I'm saying? Your neighborhood, your household, your community. Focus on that stuff, man, and uh, be up. Stay up. Time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know Vladimir. Come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Hello, this is in the conversation. Uh, we are here. This is your host Damian Lemon. On my right hand side, I got El Coronel Vladimir Camaño. All right, now on my left hand side, I got. Oh, shit. Surprisingly, Muhammad is not in the conversation. The old voice of your choice. Isn't he's out in uh, he's working in St. Barth's. Yeah. Working. Working in paradise. Yeah. St. Barth's. St. Barth's. Is it Barth's or Bart? It's spelled Barth's. Yeah. That's but, how yeah. that's the filter out the, the fucking vagrants, the people that are right. getting money because they don't know how to pronounce it. Barth. Yeah, that's that's for rich. He's he's uh, embracing that upness. Finally. He's living that up. He texted me. He's living that upness. He put a put a picture up of uh, his patina to Stan Smith. Right, 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 right. Oh man. Anyway, yeah. So he's not here, but we here. We're in a different uh, studio. So we this is our third time actually starting this podcast. I hit the on my right hand side, but Vlad's actually on my left hand side in this studio. And he ain't know that the cue was to still be on the right hand side, but you know this, this is behind the scenes shit. You probably shouldn't even know nothing about this, but we just taking you behind the podcast. It's Stockholm syndrome, you know what I mean? I'm, I've been institutionalized. Oh man, right, right, that's true. He was in jail for years. Yeah, what, what do you think about my posture, man? I've been working on it. What do you feel about this posture right here? It looks ridiculous. Exactly, but this is but good posture is supposed to be healthy. Is that looks... how? Is that supposed to be good posture? Yeah, you just look like you're leaning forward. Look, well, the good posture. So look, look at Chris. That's a good posture. Look, look, look. Yeah. Like this, how's this posture right here? That shit looks ridiculous. Exactly, dog. I'm selling my chiropractor that. You going to a chiropractor already? Yeah, you know I got a little money now, so I'm seeing all kinds <laughs> oh. of specialists. You know what I mean? See, specialists. Yeah, well, got, what got, other specialists got, you fucking with? I got a Dyson vacuum, D. You know what I mean? Like, okay. You know, do you have a Dyson vacuum? I got a Dyson vacuum. Are man. they worth the money? How much do they cost? First of all, ah, uh, well, you know me. You know I'm a I'm a, I'm a uh -uh. price hound. You don't so, need to uh, preference every no, with so, you know me. We uh, all know each other. You know me here. You introduce yourself. Um, Capitan. The Dyson I got, I got the Dyson V6 Absolute. V6, is that the engine? Uh, no, nah, it's the version. The oh, version of the... the okay. The, maybe uh, maybe this engine. Six version. Six that's version. That's pretty deep. And well evolved. They got the V8 now. And, oh, that's um, not too far behind. Dyson also came out with a with a uh, salon uh, hair dryer now, too. They got a lot of shit, don't they? So, but talk to us. So, the one I got, the V6, and I got it specifically because it has the attachment for hardwood floors. Okay. And uh, rechargeable, cordless, super lightweight, um, HEPA filter... You know, uh, and it's dope, man. Cleans everything out. That much. Oh, sorry. So I got it for. So it retails at five. Okay. I got mine for two sixty nine. She got it on Craigslist. No, I got it just after Black Friday, like that that whole uh, uh, Christmas sale. Cyber Monday. 
just after that. And then I had a price match. Cyber Wednesday? It was Cyber something. Some shit. Save a, save a couple dollars Saturday? But I went to Best Buy and then I matched it with Amazon. Amazon had a sale and they matched uh, it with Amazon had. And it's worth, I mean, 250 Is It, it, it was, was really it, strong. It's strong, dude. It's great. Those shits look ill. I, I leave it out. I don't even put it back in the closet. I leave it. I leave it out. Let, yeah, because it, it looks it. like a museum piece. Let them see it, like an Oscar. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that a Dyson? You got damn right. Money. You know what I mean? Got a couple of dollars now. Okay. I also bought. A, uh, I got a duvet cover now. Okay, I heard about this. You said that you wanted to talk about this last week. I got a duvet cover now, brother. Okay. Which uh, you know, you used to talk about that in one of your jokes, right? And I know what that was. I thought a duvet cover was a, a comforter, but little did I know mm-hmm. the duvet cover is what covers the comforter. Absolutely. And this changed the whole game, Damien. Okay. The whole game. Wow. So I, I, upon my education, I went over to Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay. And I got myself a goose down Ooh. comforter. Okay. I got geese in my apartment, dog. Uh-huh. And I, the lady was like, yeah, you could change the duvet cover whenever you want. Right. You want to go gray, you got the gray. You want to go... So I, I got me a white duvet cover right now mm-hmm. to go with the couch and all that. But as <laughs> You got a white couch? White what kind of couch? I got a, a, a white and gray. Okay. White cool, and gray cool. couch. Not leather. Nah, I didn't okay. do leather. I didn't, I didn't do leather. The white leather couch. Nah, nah, nah. I didn't do leather. Nah, I didn't do leather. Okay. Um, uh, then, uh, but so, I got. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to us. What you like? This like this duvet cover. What do you like about it? Oh, uh, dude. First of all, the goose down comforter. Listen, to jump in on this. It changes the game. That synthetic stuff. Like growing up, my mother would buy comforter sets. You get. The he sounded like he got adopted by somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just got a couple. It changes the game. It's you the know, little. You know what I mean? For, yeah. Uh, it's what's different. That, what's that program you went to? Uh, fresh, fresh Air Fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm an adult Fresh Air Fun I kid. I see. You know what I mean? I see. Got a Sonic Care toothbrush right now. Oh, you out here living the dream. You see them teeth? You My posh is right. Yeah, you man. You made it. You have made it. So I'm seeing a chiropractor. Oh, okay. And because uh, I had some pain in my, my right scapula. And, All right. Uh, well, you're going to have to slow down with that type okay. of shit. What, is that, what does that mean? Scapula is what basically uh, uh, coordinates the movement of your shoulder. Oh, okay. And it's like your posture's a little off. So I said to him, like, I'm from New York. I can't be sitting like that. Okay. You're like, this is this is not New York. Sitting back up straight like this. Uh-huh. But this is healthy. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Like, this is the way we should be sitting. This is this is health. Uh-huh. In fact, you take a picture of me, so I'll put it up on the conversation when they see uh, <laughs> uh when they, when I go on the page. They this can is see ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Sure. Take a picture of oh, that right goodness. there. Take a picture of that. And put it on the on the on the right. take a picture of it. There you go. We can put it on put it on there. the page. All right. But uh yeah, man, so I got I'll be sitting like that and I feel weird. I feel self conscious, man. Like but it's, this is healthy to sit this way. Okay. So, you know, that's what it is. I got an espresso machine now. Um, 50-inch TV. The apartment's nice, man. Right? The apartment's nice. There it is. Yeah, You're man. winning out here. Winning big, man. Right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that shit. So, signed the lease, so commitment. For how long? How's your lease? I got the year lease. Ah, all right. That's what's up. Got the year lease, man. That's what's up. Fuck how it. you doing, brother? I'm chilling, man. I'm enjoying life, B. I can't complain. You know, just in here, we're getting, we in the middle of the holidays shit, a transition the, moment. How was the holidays for you? Holidays have been good so far. You know, I can't complain. I had a good time. Uh, Christmas was good. Good to see the family. You know, it was good to just kick it with the people. Uh, that was it, man. I, you know, I'm chilling. I'm told y'all, yeah. I've been, I've been on like, or some real uh, autopilot shit since the end of Thanksgiving. Is that, just, I, is that wisdom kicking in? Just wisdom. Like, right, you know what? I don't know if it's wisdom. It's just I'm tired as fuck. You know what I mean? I'm just relaxing <laughs> and chilling until I have to start working again. So I'm kicking it. Uh, trying to make it through 2017. 2016 is relentless. You Can know we talk I mean? about this? this A lot I mean, of motherfuckers yeah, is dying. Yeah, man. But, uh, you know, I want to talk to you about it. Because I feel like if 2016 could come out and give a press conference, he'd be a little upset. Mm. Like, what's up with all this hate I'm getting right now? Like, people die every year, man. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, I was thinking about that. And I'm like, so many people been dying in 2016. It's funny because I was looking at some old um, some old tapes from the old Comedy on the Hump days. I just found some old tapes and shit. And I found, this was 2009, was doing comedy. It was good to see this shit, but we was doing some spots. And, uh... The joke was back then, 2009, was there was a lot of celebrities dying. That was the year I think Michael Jackson, Jackson died, died and uh, Walter Cronkite died and a bunch of motherfuckers that everybody was thinking, you know, people die every year. Yeah. It does feel like this year was, it was star studded. 
I think this might be a, a standout year for celebrity death. I mean, I don't know what the celebrity... It's got to be a celebrity death tracker or deaths of the year because I do feel like every other year when there's a few deaths, people are like, yo, this year was the most fucking deaths ever, 20, whatever, whatever. Now, I remember hearing shit like that in 20, 2009. I'm hearing shit like that in 2016. Do you feel like it's an undue rap? I think, and it's just my theory, Damien. I think a lot of the sentiment around 2016 is also tied to the political election we just had. I think the the the, the, the tone of 2016 that people have about it mm -hmm. is tied into the fact that Trump won. Because mm. um, I think this whole trend of 2016 started with John Oliver's piece on HBO. He had a piece, he did a sketch mm -hmm. that talked about how shitty 2016 is and that went viral. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of these sentiments mm -hmm. are from the liberal side of things. That's just my take on it. And I think the fact that like Everyone died, plus the election process went a different way. Everyone's like, oh, 2016 is the shittiest you know, mm -hmm. year we've ever had. Right. So, and I think um, Obama's leaving. Right. You know, so liberals right now just having an a apocalyptic um, 2016. I think that's, that's the whole reason why. I don't think nobody else died more than anybody else, but I think that's the kind of the underlying sentiment. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 2016. Well, how was 2016 was obviously good for you. It you was great for me. came up. It was great for me, man. I had a good 2016. I mean, hopefully we make it to 2017. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, the one thing 2016... You think did, it was a liberal? You think it was I a think, liberal I think there's narrative? a liberal undercurrent to the, to the way uh, 2016 is... The perception of 2016, the way it's ending. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really tripping. I just, you know, I'm ready for this new year, though. You know, I think by the end of every year, you kind of just it's like being a senior in high school or whatever. You just kind of ready to move or you through with this shit. 2016. Right now we at the this is this is the uh, the after backwash. Right. Of 2016 that we at right now. This is the point where you just you get a new bottle. Crack that 2017 open. You know what I mean? What's the plan for New Year's? You got plans <clears throat> for the night? Uh, I do not. Not at this point. I think I'm a chill. I think I'm keeping it real low-key. I ain't really doing too much. You? I got a show at the Comedy Magic Club that night. We're doing two shows. Ooh. Um, you bringing in the new year? Yeah, bringing the new year. Um, I think we are, because we're on three hours. No, I don't think we... I think I think we are. I, I mean, are. the over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would we, imagine. We're bringing it. Um, Have you done that before? Have you worked a... Uh... This is my first time... <clears throat> I've been to New Year's Eve shows. This is my first time working... No, no. I worked New Year's Eve last year at The Stand. Okay. My bad, my bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, it's fun. People are just drunk, though, you know? It's just a different... You know, the jokes are kind of more like decorative elements of the night. Right, 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 right. It's not really about that right now. Like, if you're going there trying to kill and get mad, like, I bombed. It wasn't for... Tonight was not made for killing. So, so what's your strategy for a show like that where you feel like it's not even about the show? I try to talk about my 2017 resolutions in comparison to 2016. Like, I'll probably go in talking about my, my dice. I'll probably talk about that. Like, 2016 was good for me, you know, like... You know, it's gonna be hard to top right, right, material wise right. what I'm good. Cause I'm at a, you you get to a point where like you bought mostly the things you you want, you you need. Like I got I got things that I need already. Like I'm I go to the store now and it feels great. Like mom's like, You wanna buy something? I'm like, I'm I'm good. Like mm -hmm. I'm good. You know, I bought a steam mop. You know what I mean? Clean the hardwood floors. A steam mop? I got a steam mop, man. All right. You know what I mean? You got a lot of gadgets. Well, cause how I, often do you clean your house? I thought you wasn't even cleaning your old house. Well, I do now. I clean my house. Now. I mean, I would hope so. You done invested all I this money into now. The, the, so what? I clean once a week on on laundry day. What I do is laundry day. Um, I, I don't got a dish rack. I use a dish mat. I don't even know what that is. What does that mean? So it's a mat. It's a mat. It's like a it's like a microfiber towel. They sell it at uh, Target, and you put the place on it. And the microfiber towel soaks all the water out. It takes it soaks it out. It just it just just like a mat. I drag a dryer mat. But I mean, so wait, 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 wait. So will you stack them one at a time, or how big is it's this a, it's mat? Like, it's, a, it's a big mat, so you just put line the plates. Up. So it's, it's me in the apartment, so not, you're not gonna have a lot of plates, you oh, know. Okay. Oh, and then every Sunday, I throw that in the wash with the bath mat. Uh -huh. While the machine's washing, uh -huh. I hit, hit the steam mop. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. Clean the floors out. Yeah. Dice and pick up any loose, you know, debris. But what I'm back, my point is that like I, I go shot. I'm like I'm I'm fine, man. It's a good feeling to have like I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm right. I'm right right now. You're content right now. You're doing all right. Yeah. Damn. So um, all it took was a steam mop and a Dyson. Steam mop and an espresso machine. Nice content. Yeah, contentment, man. There's people searching for contentment and enlightenment. Because um, I don't steam like mop. I don't like inconvenience, man. Yeah. I love the fact that I can just turn my steam mop on, clean the floors, do 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 two seconds. All right, that's what's up. Get all them stains out. But I guess I'll talk. I'll start my set talking about what 2016 was for me and what I got planned for 2017. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I think for me, 
2017 is about process. That's that's my focus going in. All right. What does that mean? I've learned, you know, uh, my therapist used to say this. He used to always say, trust the process. Okay. I think you and I talked about this separately. It occurred to me that, like, everything is a process, man. I know that sounds crazy, but if you keep that in perspective, the ups and downs are a lot more uh, bearable. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Well, explain it. What is it? What is so, it? like, um, you know, for example, if you're dating, mm-hmm. say, use that for example. Um, this seems common sense, but like, uh, even that's a process. You gotta go through the process of building with someone. If mm-hmm. you want to be a comedian, you gotta go through the process of building someone, uh, building that career. And if you want to, you want to get in shape. It's mm-hmm. a process. The first step is you go to the gym, mm-hmm. have a couple of shitty workouts, but and you feel shitty. Like, damn, I can't lift that much. My cardio stinks. But that shitty feeling is a part of the process. Right. So just don't be impatient. Don't or... be impatient, man. Okay. It's a part of the process. Like my apartment, you know, I was a little, um, I was a little. It took me a while to find this place, mm-hmm. and I found some shitty places, and I had to take a couple Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. And when I look back on, I was like, that was a part of the process. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you get frustrated with certain things, mm-hmm. but when you realize that it's all a part of the, the larger picture, mm-hmm. you kind of stand back and go, all right, I'll get there. Yeah, that's sure. All right. What about you, Chris? What have, What have you learned in 2016? What are you taking into 2017? <sighs> I mean, I guess I could echo the the process. You get married, brother. Don't yes, echo. No, no, no. Well, I, your own original shit. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it. You put me on the spot. We, I mean, listen, bro. <laughs> we just talking shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that is something that definitely I've learned though. It's like if you put in the right work to do, like everything requires work. People look at you know a celebrity or they look at whatever and they go, oh, I wish I had that. Right. Yeah, but you don't see the road that it took to get to that point, you know, and it's like. I think I've kind of put that in perspective yeah. over the last year, last couple of years. Like, mm-hmm. take the steps, and you know, you look back and you go, "Wow, I've traveled a, a quite a bit here." You know what I mean? You just got to keep putting that work in. So. All, right. All right, so that's what you. That's what I learned from twenty. What about you? Did anything, yeah, anything you picked up this year that you want to impl- uh, do in twenty seventeen? Ah, I guess I should be have an answer for the question <laughs> I've asked y'all, right? Yeah. Uh, what have I learned for twenty sixteen? I like the trust the process thing. Um. Just be careful how you talk to yourself or how you the 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 don't beat yourself up. You know? Like uh I guess that's part of the process. Right, right, is, right, right. If we go back to this process thing, if uh you're not gonna be perfect at what you're trying to do initially. You know? There's that whole you know, there's that that you got the development portion. I guess that's back to the process shit or whatever, right? I don't wanna I don't wanna echo process. I'm trying to think what yeah, have yeah. I learned. Yeah. In 2016, let me get at some motherfuckers. Let me ask you a question to allude to that. Throughout this podcast, I'm not going to get right to what I love. Because you're right. There's a fine line between being hard on yourself yeah. and, and talking bad to yourself. Mm-hmm. Have you played around with that? Because you could, you could, you know, you, you and I have had moments where I call you and you'll be like, Vlad, you're just, you're overthinking this and you're, you're hating on yourself right now. Right. There's a subtle between like, actually, like you said, Chris, as opposed to really putting work in or just hating on yourself. I think that's a subtle difference too in terms of development and getting better at what you do. Right, 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 right. You gotta, you gotta be. There's this book, The Four Agreements. One of the agreements is be explicit with your word. Right, just be careful what you say, but be careful what you say to yourself. You know, people is quick to be like, I'm fucking stupid, or I don't know what I'm talking about, or that was terrible. I'm bombing. I'm horrible. My whatever is not going anywhere. Da 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 da. da. And there's this, there's also this charm in being your own worst critic. People always say, I'm my own worst critic. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's... It is charm to it. Yeah, there is. Because you just are critical of yourself <laughs> or you feel like, you know, if that's a way to kind of thwart anybody <laughs> aiming to be your worst it's part critic. of your brand. You, you know, know what, what I mean? It's part of my brand. Motherfucker, you don't shit on me better than I, <laughs> I shit do. on myself. You know what I mean? But stop shitting on yourself. You should be your own biggest fan. You know what I mean? Don't be delusional, but believe in yourself. And record the wins. You know what I mean? Learn from the losses, but forget about all of that shit. Forget about, you know, that feeling. Learn from, you know, figure out how you could have won, but don't don't dwell on where you fucked up at. You know what I mean? Like, uh, leverage the momentum from every win. Every little thing. Like, give yourself the credit. Like, if you, you know, shit. Don't, don't, just don't tear yourself down. This is very self-help. I don't know. We no, it is. Well, it's, it's, the it's, the, the it's the new year, man. So we should be talking shit. What, what shit you want to talk about, man? I don't know. Fuck it. We'll just whatever. What I guess the other thing I want to, you know, um, D and I always got this talk we have about it. You're only entitled to what you negotiate. You're only entitled to what you can negotiate. Um, that one has been tough for me, D. I'll be honest with you, on a real level. All right. 
because the more I think about that quote, and it's really applied to me this year. Okay. Um, the, the, the struggle I have with that one is knowing your place, knowing your value in the marketplace. So if you get an offer for a, a gig or a college, mm-hmm. and there's a, the part of you says that we should take the money, and your manager says no, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, what are you entitled to negotiate? You see what I'm saying? And knowing your own value to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And I've struggled with that in relationships, in business. Mm-hmm. You know, you say you're with somebody and you realize that I could, I could, I could do a little different than what I'm doing right now. Right. But you stay in it because you don't think you're entitled to more. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, that's my, that's another thing I'm going to apply to 2017. Like I'm entitled to to certain things, uh-huh. whether it be you know a distinct relationship, whether it be a certain amount of money for a gig. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, uh, you know, certain demands I make if I'm doing a, a set or something like that. Right. You know, um, I did this thing recently. There was no stylist. Uh-oh. What's that mean? I mean, what are you talking about? You did what thing recently? I did, this, no I did this, this video thing. You know, I don't want to say what it was because it's well, not even out yet. Start it. No, but it's, not, but it's not even out yet. And like, you know, a great company, no, nothing bad. Right. But they were going to just shoot a kind of gorilla style. And I was like, yo, can we get a stylist on this? Like, you know. You mean like some wardrobe? You needed some, yeah, some clothing? Yeah, somebody in there. Because you right. go, go in my closet, you know. And and this is me being vulnerable and honest. A part of me was like, yeah, I'll, I'll work with the budget. And I was like, nah, like, we shooting something. Mm-hmm. Get somebody in there who does it professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's operating operating like that. Like, you're not being a diva. You're just asking for what What you deserve. You what you to, feel like yeah. you need. You're demanding. Yeah. Make, it, yeah, make your demands. So, All right. you know. Yeah. I hear that shit. Trying to add, you know, especially with that flight. First class flight going back. All right. Some people demand that too, you know what I mean? I, right. try to, I try to get that if I can. Okay. But sometimes you don't get it, so. There it is. Screener season, man. You know, I got, I'm got. i starting to get some screeners. It's close to the uh, this end of the year. You know, all the screeners is coming out. So if you're in the bootleg uh, market, there's a lot of crystal. Explain to the people what screeners are. Explain to the people. Screeners are, you know, basically... Uh, <clears throat> there's now about to be the awards are coming up, right? SAG... Oscars, Golden Globes, whatever. So these 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 companies, these studios, they campaign and so they start sending out screeners, clear copies to reviewers and people in these various unions, Writers Guild, uh, SAG, whatever, whatever. And these people vote, so they get to look at them. But around the same time, since these screeners are in the world, these are screeners for movies that are still in the theaters. So if you somebody that's in the bootleg market, like you got a smile on your face too, shit gets very crystal. <laughs> this is crystal season. Does this it have? Is, does it have a little statement on the bottom? Like it says for yeah. your consideration. Yeah, yeah. Which is like that's that became like a brand now. You know what I mean? It's like dark. It's like the what do you call it? The the Dorchenbachers or whatever. Dorchenbachers. The Dorchenbachers. It's the for your you know for your consideration editions. You know, so it's a lot of there's been a lot of little screeners coming out. I got to see Manchester by the Sea, which has been. Critically, you know, yeah. it's the, the golden child. Yeah, people have been. Have oh, people been talking about Casey it? Casey Affleck is. Yeah, he's the new, you know, Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a decent. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. No, <clears throat> I know what you're talking about. But I yeah. Seen it. yeah, it's a decent movie. It's not a bad movie. It's Casey Affleck is a good actor. It's a good performance. It's a little long. It's a little long. It's about forty five minutes. Well, too you know, long. anything by the sea is always gonna be long. You can't have no sea mill movies. Yeah. The minute you add sea, you're like, oh, it's gonna be epic. It was it's a three it, hour film yeah. now. It was just. It was a little. I guess they call these movies a meditation. Yeah, a, mor- a moratorium. A, a mor- whatever. <laughs> just that. You know, that's the little slang for a long ass. <laughs> that's movie. a long ass. That's not really going too many places. You know, a movie ain't long when. Like, I was watching it by myself. My lady was popping in and out and looking. I was like, is, what's going on? Does anything go? Like, every if somebody walk in three, four times and they feel like nothing's developed, it's the same scene, right. and you start to get defensive, is this good? Yeah, 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 no, that's good. You just missing the best part. Well, every time you leave, I swear it's good. It's decent. It's a good yeah, movie performance You got to talk about subtext elements. What's going on here? Well, this is foreshadowing, baby. You know, we... <laughs> yeah. He, he's alluding. This is exposition. Exposition right now. There's a lot of... Uh, what, what is the general plot of this movie? So the plot of the movie is, so Casey Affleck plays a plumber, like a handyman kind of guy that lives in like Quincy, Massachusetts, right? And his brother, who has a family, uh, his brother has like congenital heart disease or whatever, you know, so... His heart is getting weaker by the year or whatever. You know, he's going to die probably early. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of like this is something that people are going to deal with. But when we get to the to the start of the movie, 
His brothers died. His brothers played by, I think, Kyle Chandler, my man that played coach on Friday Night Lights. So brother dies, and his wife is a little, she's like a little bit of a drunk, a little wild, you know. I think she's played by Michelle Williams, I want to say. And then he has some kids. Now, I don't want to fuck up everything, but long story short, the father dies, and the uncle, he's given custody of this kid. You know what I mean? Kids got like at least a year or two in high school. He lives about an hour and a half away from where the uncle lives. So it's like now the uncle has to kind of relocate and move his life to you know, live with this kid. But he don't want to do that. He's like, man, I can't do that. But it's not like his life is popping. He's just like a plumber, but he just don't want to, you know, he don't want to take on the responsibilities of a, a fucking kid. You know what I mean? And it's just a little bit, I mean, that's really as dynamic as the shit gets. So it's really, it's really just a dude that don't want to be a parent hanging around a, a kid whose father just died and they kind of just negotiating what the terms to are going to be. You know what I mean? Like great synopsis on Rotten Tomatoes. What's the movie about? It's about this dude. You know what I mean? I love that. I mean, that's really it. No, that's it is. That's really it. There's some good, but what I'm saying is there's some nuance in that. Like there's little shit. That's kind of interesting. Like, for instance, father just died, right? And this just goes to show how teenagers think, how teenagers cope, right? So the father just died. The uncle comes, tells the kid, yo, father died, blah, blah, blah. So they had a, you know, the kid's like, can I bring some friends over? Because, you know, just to, to kind of have somebody to just talk to and, and kick it or whatever the fuck. So his friends come over to his homeboys and one of his ladies or whatever, right? So then towards the end of the night, shit is over. His homeboys is leaving. His uncle goes upstairs, he says to his uncle, he says, hey, uh, could uh, Shelly spend a night? You know, my pops used to let her spend a night. Now, then, here we go now. He don't know if pops did or not, pops is dead. So it's a great time to lie on pops to get some pussy, some old condolence pussy. But um, his uncle was like, all right, man, fuck it. You know, do what you want to do, you know? And then the kid is like, it's a it's a weird moment because I think the kid wanted a little bit more of a test. He wanted to be tested a little more. Like. I don't know what the kid wanted. Maybe he just yeah. I don't know exactly what he wanted in the moment. So Casey was like, "Well, you want me to tell you to wear a condom?" He was like, "Nah, I know to wear a condom." You know, so they you know. But it was just interesting how immediately he's like, "Well, there's a new regime here. I could start switching up the plays." But then it was also I don't. There was also parts where. Uh, the kid is using the uncle, the kind of wingman. For this kid was fucking a whole lot to be in high school, to be supervised by any adult. He got his uncle wingman in form. I don't know. I might have given away a lot of the movie. I'm rambling and shit, but it was a it was a rambling ass movie. It was an ambling, rambling. And then Casey's on. He has some heat right now too because he's getting uh, caught out there for like some sexual harassment cases. Oh, I didn't even know about that. You know, Nate Parker got caught into that. Which they say affected the box office draw of a right of a birth of a nation. So yeah. cases coming. It seems to be a thing where the minute you get a little heat on you, um, they will they will come after you, man. They they will drop. I haven't heard nothing about it, but I don't see no be affecting his buzz. We'll see. I don't know what the story is on that. I mean, let us know what the story is on Father, that. Father, son, real big right now in Hollywood. Like a whole father. I feel is like it? Is, yo, well, Moonlight, right? Moonlight had a like a, a older person dad role. Yeah, I guess Fences. So. Yeah, I guess. Like, Casey yeah. Affleck now. Yeah, uh, hmm. All the big box offices are like, there's a father. I feel like yeah. a Hollywood studio is going to be like, we need, can, we, can we get more uh, more of that fatherhood. fatherhood themed in there? Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What else you saw? That's it so far. I'm about to, I'm probably going to watch Jackie at some point. I heard Natalie Portman was good in that shit. This, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really excited about none of the screeners. You know what I mean? The only black shit I got was Moonlight. I'm supposed to get Fences. I'm not really that excited to see I'm Fences. I'm excited to see Fences, boy. I've seen it before. I've seen it on Broadway you, with you got Diddy. Tickets? <laughs> yeah, oh, Diddy yeah. was the dad? Puff was the... Uh, was Puff the dad? Yeah, Puff was the pops. Did Puff play the pops? I'm trying to think. I doubt it. had to be Denzel, right? No, 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 no. Was Denzel... Wasn't Puff in Raisins in the... It was Raisins in the Sun. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe I never seen Damn, Fences. Damn, D. <laughs> they both August Wilson, though, right? Are they raising the sun? Is, is it? Don't fuck that. Just, I'm sorry. Hey, damn shame. They get all the black plays, getting them confused. Was that now? Was that Fences or was that Mama? Was that, was that Motown? I think it was Motown. Uh, I can't remember. Are they both August Wilson? Let me check. Fences? Are they Whatever. both August Wilson? Uh, uh, check that out. 
Uh, one I, is Lorraine Hansberry. That's Raising the Sun. I'm sorry, right? Is it Raising? It's not August. Well, August Wilson is Fences. And what's uh? That I'll look up. Raising the Sun. I think it's Lorraine. August Wilson's such a cool name, though. That sounds like a playwright. August Wilson. Did Denzel do Fences on Broadway? Because I did. might have seen he that. He did it. Shit. He did it with Viola Davis. That's right. I'm trying to think that. I know for sure I went to Broadway and saw Diddy do Raising the Sun. That that that's for sure. Absolutely. Diddy was raising the sun. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But Denzel did fences on Broadway, and I was yeah, trying to I could get to it. I check it out, man. That's just, you know. You know, it's crazy about Denzel as I am, though. I'm more I'm more into Denzel's promo run than this movie. Like he's I like Denzel. It. Denzel. He's, he's talking it. his shit. He's talking. Yeah, you posted something, Vlad, that I that I watched, yeah. and it was like, oh yeah, great point. Like put everything right into perspective. What Denzel. was that? Denzel culture. He talked about culture. So he's talking about how like Spielberg directed Schindler's List, right? Right. And what's the other movie he said? Um, uh, Scorsese did Goodfellas. Right. He's like, Spielberg could have directed Goodfellas and Scorsese could have directed Schindler's List. Right. But there's cultural nuances that you have to be of the culture to get it right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I saw that. He That's said what he was saying. He said he felt it was very important that a black man direct right. uh, Fences. Yeah. That's what's up. Which, I, you know, I, I agree with. Now, he's been good. He was in a 60 Minutes interview. And I forget the the, the black dude that interviews his name. I forget. But... Uh, He's asking him. He's like, "Yo," <clears throat> he said, "You're a, you're directing now, and you're an actor. What do you like more?" He was like, "Oh, nah, I like acting way more." He was like, "You direct again?" He was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna direct. I'm about to go back to acting." He was like, "Why?" And he looked at him and said, "What's your name?" Dude was like, "Bill." He was like. Add an S to that. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so old black man. He's let his old black man swag just 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 let like let loose. He like he's a what is he fifty? What's that? Denzel's fifty mid fifties. Denzel is getting all the way to it. He sounded like somebody early grandfather. And he has oh, his timing is unbelievable. It's official. It's official. Denzel's sixty one. Sixty one. Yeah. Shout out to what's that? Has is he, that Maris? Has he done a, a straight comedy before, Denzel? Nah, I don't think so. I would like to see Denzel. He's funny man, especially around this time. That's when De Niro started getting his comedy. Yeah, man. Denzel yeah. is funny man. It would be good. Like, he's so infectious, man. Like, who's the actor you got to see? Is there an actor you got to see, Dame? Like, if Denzel puts a project out, I got to see it. There's no question I'm going to see it. Oh, man. I don't know. Denzel is one of those guys, but I don't you know. <laughs> I hate to be that guy that can wait for everything to come to fucking DVD. That's, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, I like Denzel, but it depends on the, it depends on the picture. Right. It depends on the picture. It depends. So Denzel is your I guy. I gotta see if Denzel, everything. If everything. Out. Have you done? Have you seen everything he's done? I think uh, the only one I haven't seen yet is because old as a. I haven't seen Heart Condition. Oh, Critical Condition. I think it's. Oh, that's Heart, that's Heart Condition. The, right, Critical Condition is uh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> who's Damn, your you know. Who's your go to? Uh, I mean, I would always see a Pacino movie, but he's obviously not making a ton. I like Ed Norton. I'm a big Ed Norton guy. Yeah, Ed um, Norton gets busy. Yeah. I mean, those are the guys I like to see. I mean, DiCaprio always kills. I go more by director, though. Like, I'm, I'm director, too. I'll see I a Tarantino movie. Way. I'll see a Scorsese movie. Like, whatever it's going to be. I'll I see think it. I'm yeah. that, too. It yeah. used to be Spike. I used to be a big Spike Lee fan, but it's kind of, he slowed down a little bit. It ain't what it used to be. Uh, you, but you were a Scorsese head, too, though. I right? fuck with Scorsese. I heard Scorsese, De Niro, and Pacino supposed to be getting, and Pesci supposed to be doing something together soon. So that would be dope. Um... I'm a huge J.J. Abrams fan. Oh, okay. J.J. put something I'm watching it. What has he done besides the Star Trek show? So J.J.'s really the producer behind a lot of stuff. You know, uh, he produced a show called Fringe Uh many years ago, a TV show, and I thought it was excellent. Okay. Last season was whatever, but, you know. What was that about? I think uh, I've seen it. Fringe was about a parallel universe that's trying to bleed into this this, uh, universe. Hmm. JJ's a huge, you know, sci-fi dude. He kills with the sci-fi. You're a big sci-fi fan, right? For the most part. You know, there's a couple things that slipped by me. But yeah, I like a good sci-fi film. You just saw Rogue One, didn't you? Saw Rogue One. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I hear that's like the darkest Star Wars. You think so? Uh, you see it, Chris? I haven't seen it, no. I don't think it was the darkest Star Wars. Um, Where's it rank? What? It's dark because of the way it ends. Where's it rank amongst your Star Wars movies, if you uh, I mean, I would say... Because you know the first three are, you know, you can't. The first three are classic. Are you one of these people that one shit is classic, it can't, nothing can surpass it? Well, no. Just if you watch Star Wars now, like, not only is it classic, but just the way that it was executed. 
The right. storytelling was executed, you know, it was based off the Joseph Campbell mythology. Okay. And it's just bananas. Like, this day you watch it. I'm talking about the theatrical releases, not the redone. No, I hear what you're saying. And uh, The Force Awakens, if you watch it, he did the same thing that Rocky did with Creed. That's Sly did with Creed. The, right. the, those guys. They just did the. They did right, the it was like an one. homage. They did the first one, just redid it. Right, right, right. That's why The For Force Awakens was good, but it was, you know, it's it's part one redone. Right. And also, the, the actor that played uh, um, Han Solo's son was just annoying to me. Oh, your man from Girls. So emotional. Like, I like that cat in Girls, actually. I forget his name, though. What's his name? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, the guy got the driver's seat. I mean, it was just... It was, yeah. But uh, but I'm saying, like, if Rogue One was really good, could you say that shit was better than Return of the Jedi? Or are you one of these people that once it's classic... No, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm okay, not that. Cool, I'm not that. Cool, I'm not cool. that. Once it's classic, you could definitely, you know, re... Uh, uh, we do it, but it was it was good, man. I recommend you see it. I saw it in 4D. Oh, uh, what does that mean? Where they splash water? Splash on? water on you? The Is that really moves? what they do? Yeah, man. Fuck out of here! I don't need that type of shit. They tickle your balls? Uh, nah, but you know, <laughs> did it add more to it? The seat absolutely did. It? Did, did, it, it, for did real? it did, man. It did because when the when the when the space scenes come in, the, the flying, uh -huh. the seat moves with the plane. Okay, you know, it rumbles when you get okay. gunshot. Somebody gets smacked in the face. It, it moves on that it side. It moves you. Yeah, it moves you. Like on you side. got smacked. You couldn't be the person. Why you gotta be the person to get smacked? Why can't you be the one doing the smacking? It's immersive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's Why immersive. they gotta make you the the victim? And then the the water when it's raining in the movie. A little rain come down. Uh, interesting. It was fun, man. That's cool. That's cool. I I. I do a 4D movie before I do the uh, the real luxurious, I, you know, the real the fucking the movie joint where you could lay all the way oh, back in the man. thick seats. I, I never like that shit for real because I fall right asleep. Oh, I that's always the miss best, the movie. Man. That's the best. I always miss the movie every time I do it. It's it's cool at first. Oh, this shit is nice. I'm snoring 30 minutes in the movie. So they got a theater now where they bring food to you. They got a few theaters like that. They got a little iPad, you order your joint, and then they come right out. Yeah. Which, Which is weird, though. Like, you, you. So, I don't understand. Is that one of those movie theaters where there's nobody around you? Because if, if somebody orders chicken fingers next to that's me. That's what I'm thinking, too. I haven't, I haven't been to one yet. You know, the waitress is ass in my face while she's delivering the, the, the chicken fingers. Especially if she's bad. Why she gotta be a she? I'm sorry. If she's bad, you know what I mean? You gotta keep bringing out. Let me get another. I'm doing chicken tenders. Yeah. So I can see you again and see your shadow. <laughs> I, speaking of. Uh, Advancements. I was at the Seven Eleven on Twenty First. Were you? Yeah. Okay. They got a locksmith machine in the Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. You literally put your key in. It makes a copy. Oh, that's sick. How much are they talking? Oh, uh, I think like ten dollars. Nah, it can't be ten dollars to duplicate a key. That must be a multi lock. Like it'll duplicate your car key. It'll mail it to you. Mm. You put your car key in there. Mm -hmm. It'll mail it to you. Man, I was man. like, ain't gonna be no jobs left, man. Well, you so know what are they doing? About. What are they doing in the moment? Were they just outlining your key and no, they no, have no. all so the stuff? No, no, no. So car keys are different because they got to negotiate to the dealership. It's a whole thing. But they will copy your car key. So if you got a house key, right. put it in. And like a, for four minutes, you get you get your key copy. Yeah, which is cool. Which is already almost automated anyway. If you ever see a locksmith do a new key, they just put it in that little thing and the whole shit does it. It's, you know, he just Oh, but they make there. a big deal out of it. Do you ever see them? Like, you know, it's the, the skill the skills getting... Uh, it could be done us when they gotta make it a big to do. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You need, you need this key copy. What you need? Blow the key at the end. <laughs> All right, there you go. There you, you go. go. Gotta make sure. Nice and shiny. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, like you know, I gotta feel robots to these. So that's my fear. I saw the locksmith thing. I was like, I will never be using that. Yeah, yeah. I think we got a while till we got robotic stand up comics though. And they, they, they ain't never gonna be it's that. It's gonna be tough to to get the timing. That's actually a very like convenient thing though to be able to copy a key like that because anytime you need a key copied you gotta figure out what the locksmith is you gotta run over there it's closed whatever you go to 7-eleven yeah. to get it done that's nice actually 7-eleven is gunning for everybody's yeah. job 7-eleven <laughs> you know 7-eleven like how many 7-elevens are in new york city they Tons, started man. saying that they yeah. wanted to replace the bodega like they they trying to kill a lot they're trying to kill a bodega they're trying to kill the fucking locksmith it's ridiculous. They probably start killing the check cash in place. Gonna do your taxes in there. They're gonna do the whole shit. Seven Eleven gonna get the whole shit done. They're gonna do massages. Uh, imagine that shit. Seven Eleven just that type of one stop shop. They doing it already, man. It's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like everywhere you go, they got they trying to just mold into everything. Like if you look at China, when I went to China, for example, um, because of the way the sub the train system is, mm -hmm. it's all becoming just one big mega city. Mm. Like, it's just one endless stream of development. Right, right, where right. Where you can't right. even tell cities apart no more. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's, what, that's what's going on. Like, Amazon, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the Amazon uh, supermarket. I've seen, I didn't watch the trailer, but I heard about it. That, yes. to me, was a horror flick. Wow. 
So you literally walk in the store, right? Uh-huh. I, you go. I, I could put the trailer up on the. On the nah, so you walk. You just scan your shit and walk out. No, right? no scanning. What do you mean? What is it? So you grab your items uh-huh. and it's like face recognition. Oh, okay. And it's tied to your Amazon account. Right. Just grab it off the shelf. Right. Grab it off the shelf. Walk out the store. Right. And they could tell by who you are in the store what you bought, mm-hmm. and they charge the account the minute you walk out. Right. So there's no there's no cashier. Right. There's no um you know no no uh, uh what else is it bagging whatever it is all it's all just one you just walk out. And you're afraid of that because. Well, for one thing, it's like you're being tracked. Yeah. You're being tracked. So the minute you walk in the store, they can give you recommendations like, oh, thank you for coming again, Damien. Right. We have the Newton's iced tea ready for you. Right. So it's a, it's an amazing amount of convenience, but there's something that's creepy about it to me. Like, how are you going to know what I'm going to buy before I even come in the store? Well, we've been getting tracked for a while. I'm nervous so. about that, but I mean, it's too late now. They know it. Well, it's really just taking what happens on the internet offline and bringing it into the real world right. like cookies yeah. and whatever you're, you're being tracked you search for a, a sweatshirt mm-hmm. you see the ad for it on the next right. website you go to like they're just doing it in real life now well i think it's gonna be done with that like there was a thing now on your on your, your there's a little trash can thing i saw you could buy now you put on your trash can and as you're throwing the item out it scans it mm. and it lets you know when you're done with it or whatever and it orders it orders for it. you yes i mean this shit is getting crazy we're getting closer and closer to the jetsons it's funny when you're a kid well, when I was a kid, I was ready for that Jetsons life. As you get older, you get a little, I guess you get a little fearful of all of this shit. This is, my fear is when the shit just turns on you. The shit know everything oh, about robot, you and robot. just want to kill you. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what's going to happen in 2017. This is the last year people was dying of natural causes. 2017, everybody going to start getting killed by robots. That's hilarious. Watch. Trump. I, you know, I think, yeah, because I mean, uh, it's like, my thing is... The the ideal situation is all conveniences all inconveniences are eliminated, mm-hmm. right? Everything is ironed for you. You get your groceries delivered. So what do you got left? Mm-hmm. Creativity, right? I think that's the ultimate goal of every human being. We're gonna be able to sit up and write poetry all day because every other every other convenience has been taken care of. Do you do you read poetry? I've never outside dude. of like like when was the last time you read like some poetry? Oh hell no! I got friends that quote Yates, and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I went to a New Yorkian poetry cafe one time. Mm-hmm. Great institution, had a great time. But by the third poem, mm-hmm. I was like, "I used to be the wave back in like what? Oh. Oh, oh, two, oh, three, at, right around, right after uh, what was that shit? Love Jones was hot. Oh, everybody, Love, Love Jones, was, yeah, that, that, everybody, that, that little indigo lighting, word. that smoke filled, you know, atmosphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, uh, man. The thing I never liked about poetry, and I'm sure they feel the same about stand up comics, uh-huh. is that I could almost see the persona. Uh-huh. And for some reason, it drove me nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they come up there with moccasins on, you know right. what I mean? Che Guevara uh-huh. t-shirt, right? You know what I mean? Hemp hat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, they got like eight kids. They back on child support payments. You know what right. I mean? Like up there, well, you know, uh, they call me collective unconscious, uh-huh. and I'm out here for for the for the spirituality. And they be and they really just talk about aggressive sex in a real cool way. Uh-huh. And it's like. You doing this to get a? T- it was a part of it that just couldn't get by a bed. It was like something that was too cool for school. You when know somebody I mean? posing to be conscious, yeah, or man, it bothered but they me. Just doing like I saw you at nasty Walmart. Shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck. I it. saw you at Walmart last week with that chicken fire T-shirt on. Don't try to fake. Everybody the fun. got an angle. Yeah, and it was got the cool name. Uh, you know, they call me a uh, uh, <laughs> greasy, greasy uh, Jojo boy, oil. Yehoba, you mean? Yehoba, Yehoba. <laughs> that's that's the cool name, greasy Yehoba yeah, like, oil. Yeah, because I, I keep it, I keep it one hundred for the people. Greasy Yehovah. Always got some cool T-shirt, you know. So I went to I went to New York and I, I had to get out of it, man. I, yeah. Third poem. I was just cool, but then by the third poem, it was like it's just so depressing at a certain point. You know, it's like, you know, then you get that one cool dude who knows how to bring a little life to it. Did you watch that Def Jam? Uh, yeah, he's watching. Yeah, it was popping for a hot second. It was, you know, I, it was cool. I tell you one thing about because I was actually I watched that shit. I was in the audience one time. And oh, you went me. live? Yeah, I went back. That was that was popping. That was the wave. And I went to one of them shits, and I laughed. This is what I don't appreciate about what happened over there. I must have laughed at something, but it wasn't the poem that they got me laughing at. And then the fucked up thing is they don't put my laugh where my laugh should be. They took your laugh. They got my laugh where it's nothing funny. So I look like a fucking weirdo <laughs> who just laughs at the most poignant part of the... It was a laugh minute a second ago, but then it cuts to me at some real poignant part. And I'm like, ha ha! I don't like that shit, man. 
That's that bullshit. That was whoever's the editor. Who was the, uh, who I don't was, know. Who was the MC that night? Who was, who I was don't it? remember none of that type of shit. I just remember watching. I was like, yo, they got me looking like I don't understand none of this shit. Most <laughs> I look like an idiot. Most Def was the host for that, right? Was it most? Yeah, he was. Pace, pace. It was very pace, pace. So my boy went to the Jimmy Fallon show two weeks ago. A lot of that type of shit. Pace, and pace. most apparently came out with pace a queen. new name. He Y'all did. seen Bay. He just retired too. He's over. But, but he had an album out. I didn't even December know about. It. Yeah, he retired. He just he did uh, two shows, at least two shows at the Apollo. They streaming on title, and that was supposedly his final, his final performance as an artist. We'll see. We'll see. I never trust artists to uh, to retire. And back to what we talked about last night. Cause, I mean, last week. Cause I was talking about we talked about most death. And one point that I said I wanted like more records. What I meant to say was I wanted more rap focused records. He was doing a lot of singing, and he's he's a he's an all right singer. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he's he sings so much that you've grown to appreciate his voice. You know what I mean? I don't know if his voice is like that dope, but it's not bad. You know what I mean? But I would have liked to hear him spit a little bit. Cause when I watched this fucking this most deaf concert, it was cool. It was a lot of singing moments and things. I just wanted to hear some bars. Cause when he spits, he's official. But anyway, that's enough critique for me this week. Did you get did you get the Hamilton mixtape? No. <laughs> no, I didn't get that shit. <laughs> I, I'm I'm cool on all Hamilton related shit. I know that's your homie. Um, um, I just got the mixtape. It's not bad. Is it? I'm I haven't sure heard through it yet. Yeah, Buster right. Rhymes is on it. Black Thought. Uh-huh. Uh, Jewel Santana. Not Jewel Santana. What's the dude? Uh, Joel Ortiz. I'm Joel sorry. Joel Ortiz. He's yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, so far, I only have two tracks. It's, it's, it's all right. Yeah. Yes, all right. All right. Yeah, have you I haven't seen? Have you seen Hamilton yet? No, nah, I haven't seen. I'm supposed to see it, but and at this point, yeah, we gonna go see it. But it's after like Lin Manuel yeah. ain't in it. I'm. I guess I'm a hype be after the with the, the first guy, the first the person that. People want to like see it's not in it. It has an asterisk now. You saw Hamilton? I saw it, but I, you mean, know, I, I, mean, I saw yeah, it, but it wasn't. Yeah. You know, Lim wasn't in yeah, it. Yeah, so. I saw the second edition. You know, you saw Fences. I saw, but it was it was Puff Daddy. You know, with yeah, Denzel. No. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sometimes you catch the other one. Nah, have you seen Hamilton? Did you see? Nah, it? Nah, not yet, man. I was. You still want to see it? I still want to see it. I still want to see it, man. I'm supposed to be a work of genius. So there you go. <laughs> Work a genius. Work a genius. You seen it, Chris? I haven't seen it. I, I saw like a video of Lin Manuel Miranda performing at the White House like right. six years ago. That's, right. when, that's when he first he wrote the first. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, oh, this is pretty cool. But right. I, you know, I, I, no, I haven't got to see it. Yeah. I would. But. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets is like two thousand dollars now. Like that's ridiculous. It's just like it's insane. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to show it on PBS. I heard it was going like he's going. Air the play on PBS. He should. I mean, but he's got to get a little bit more money, I guess. You know, because PBS ain't cutting no checks. They yeah. always asking for money. I'm trying to get my Broadway life up, man. Like I'm really trying to get my Broadway yeah. life up. Yeah, you do know? it. Get it up. There's something about films that are re- that are plays that are even into films. There's a different tone to them. Like I just started watching Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, mm-hmm. and uh, um, there's something about a film that's done from a play. Right. The dialogue is different. The move, the, the film moves differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as I get older, there's more of an affinity to that. I still can't do musicals, mm-hmm. which is why I'm curious to see Hamilton because it is a hip hop. Mm-hmm. But there's something about a play like uh, Death of a Salesman. Right. And maybe because I'm writing one now, uh-huh. I do have an affinity. Writing for, a play? No, because I've been writing more now, like my own stuff. Uh-huh. There's an affinity to see how other people like plays that have been made into films. Right. To see how the characters develop, how the characters introduce. Um, and it's to the point now, where I can rewatch some of these films. Yeah. And dissect them and go, oh, this is the point where X happened. You know, like that's that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Which I wasn't like before, but you know. What's the last shit that you watched that you were like, damn, this is fucking great? Uh I would say Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, man. Yeah. I've been rewatching that now. <clears throat> that's a hell of a film. Coffee's for closers. I mean, it is like That's my shit. Alec Baldwin just destroyed that. Like, you know, uh you got Ed Harris, you got Pacino, Lemon. You got Alan Arkin. I did my thing. Spacey was in there. Um, I would say it's probably the last one I saw that I was like really that I can rewatch. Yeah. <clears throat> what is it about it that you like? I find that plays the dialogue is different, man. Like the, the dialogue is very like drawn out. There's more monologues right. in the play. And you're able to get a real sense of who the characters are and how the plot is supposed to be set up. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I'm drawn to that style. Like, what's another play I want that's been made into a movie that I want to see? Um, Glenn, Death of a Salesman. There was another one I saw. I just can't remember right now. 
It don't have to be a play. I'm just saying anything that you've seen recently. You yeah. go, oh, this shit is crazy. What about you, Chris? I actually watched the uh, Steve Jobs one that just came out. Which one? With, it's it's Michael, F- Michael Fassbender uh, plays Steve Jobs. Okay. In it. Is that the one with Seth Rogen in it? Yeah. Okay. And it's based off the Willem Isaacson book. They, they pulled right. Yeah. It's great I really actually, yeah i was really like i you know just put it on and yeah i was it was engrossing yeah i thought it was excellent really? actually yeah. check it out i think i might have saw the ashton kutcher one no you made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> he did one right did he yeah. play yeah, yeah he did that shit was he no this one was very very good it all takes place like backstage at product launches okay. like it just follows that aspect okay. of it but it's then his relationships with his do- you know his daughter and the people he works with it's ex- it's really really good kate winslet's in it I think I might have seen that shit. Or oh, I seen something similar. It's backstage at a lot of product launches, right? And yeah. it's, it's clearly showing that he's he don't really want to be in his daughter's life. Is that the same movie? What movie is that? I, I don't think it shows that he doesn't want to be in her life. It shows that, you know, as time evolves, he realizes, like, how important she is to him and stuff like that. But it's him, like, it focuses on the work that he's doing and then how that, like, shapes him as a person or vice versa. Is this one, is this the one where there's a scene where he's backstage, right? And mm-hmm. I, if it's Kate Winslet, I don't know. But the woman comes in who's his lady and or used to mess with him or whatever and they got the kid. But he's ignoring the shit out of her. And with Steve with Kosniak or what somebody's like, yeah. oh, you gotta. Is this that same yeah. movie? Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote the uh, wrote the screenplay for it. Oh, it did Sar- Sorkin, yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, you yeah, know, I, you know, I just resaw uh, D. Now you bring it up. What's that movie with um, Tom Cruise and Gene and uh, Jack Nicholson? Oh, A Few Good Men. I still saw that. Yeah, I never seen that before. Oh, dog, there's some classic dialogue scenes in there. You can't handle the truth. But when he's on the beach in Cuba and he's like, "You gotta ask me nicely." Are you, I'll send it to you, man. It's bananas. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I've never seen that shit. Aaron Sorkin's. Have you been on Facebook and they got these masterclass lessons? Have you ah, seen yo, it? it's hilarious. I saw what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought about it. I saw it with Shonda Rhimes. Piece. I was. I had a screenshot that. <laughs> I got one on my I phone. I screenshotted it. Hilarious. I, just, I definitely googled the shit to see what was cracking. Uh, you want to go have you on one? Uh, say what's what? Hilarious. We should say it on the pod. What? I don't know. What Basically, you pay. I think it was like three courses. It's ninety dollars. You pay three. I think it's three video no. courses or five video courses. Maybe more. And it's basically she's trying to show you how to write for television. So they had one with Dustin Hoffman that I was looking. Dustin Hoffman teaches how to act. How to act. Oh, word! I didn't know that. I'm what a huge Dustin shit? fan, so I'm you know. That's interesting. Do you think five courses could get you in the game? The Dustin one is twenty four. Uh, they twenty four courses from they twenty four courses from Dustin Hoffman to make you a good actor. Nah, man, you always gotta get you always gotta get in that ring. You don't think twenty four courses? Are it's enough to go on auditions or something. At least you start. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's interesting. Like Dustin, the trailer I saw, he talks about when he gets a script. Right. He writes his character's dialogue by hand. Right. Uh, to make it more attached to it. See, he says it penetrates you, but right. also helps you remember the lines. Right. You can only say that type of shit when you're like award winning. Or yeah, you can't be no regular. You know what I mean? What I like to do is yeah. uh, I like to write my lines out. You ever been booked? You know, uh, my job is to audition. You know, Nobody, that's my job. Yeah. Nobody want to hear what you would have done or what you do, what your process is, unless you're successful. If you are losing that life, motherfuckers, you are a cautionary tale. People will ask you what you do, maybe just to find out what not to do. Right. But, uh, yeah. When you but got I, think little, I, I think I'm going to take that Dustin class, man. I'm, I think I'm going to do it. You going to get your Dustin Hoffman Yeah, on? Aaron Sorkin has one, too. He has one, too, as well. Yeah. His dialogue is punchy as shit. Yeah. It's very ping pong. Well, he said that. He said, he said, he said uh, in the trailer, he said uh, that every writer has a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And when you rewrite the lines, you, you hear the, the writer's rhythm. Mm. And he said that that's De Niro's thing. De Niro and him, when they have conversations, mm-hmm. they talk about rhythm. They say every writer has a rhythm. The trick right. is to figure it out. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. As comics, we have that. We all have our Absolutely. rhythm. Absolutely. You got your little rhythm. Yeah. You ever been in the back of a comedy club? I've done this before. And just listen? Close my eyes and just listen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because everybody does have a rhythm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the problem is, and I've seen this in some comics, the rhythm becomes the act. They don't break from it. They become a slave to the rhythm. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what record is that? Slave to the to rhythm. rhythm. Who the fuck is that? I forget. But anyway, yeah. No, because you could get into that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, D. Yeah. What is your mind telling you about um, 
when we finally see Barack leave that White House? I think he is going to, I don't know, man. Have you thought about it all? Like, like as a person of color in this country, when he finally leaves. Oh, how am I going to take it? Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna miss him. I told you. Because I remember when he got elected, you and I had a conversation. You was you was uh, the audacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I miss him like Biggie. When Barack leaves, <laughs> it's all the way over. It's all the way. This shit feel like <laughs> not that I would like. It feels like if you you have parents that are about to get divorced and they they say they ain't separating, or they've been living in the crib still for a little while, but you know at some point your father's actually gonna leave the house. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's this little time before we, you know, I mean? you, you know it's coming, but then there's that one day when he packed his shit and pull off, and your ass is just left with Trump. Because I thought is there's a cultural significance to him leaving, like when he finally boards that helicopter and they fly him out. I'm gonna be done with it. So it's, it's gonna out, be weird, I'm man. And I'm out. I always thought it'd be kind of ill if Barack just took his helicopter and went straight to Africa, <laughs> just to fuck people's heads up and shit. Like, why the fuck he go? What happened? What's going on? Just to go straight there and I'm out and just fly to fucking Kenya. Yeah, somewhere. just yeah, I'm going home and yeah, then like yeah, winks. Yeah. So Fulcher, like, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, that'd be dope. And I don't got a real birth certificate. Just yeah, <laughs> man, fuck out of here. Oh shit, I don't know. No, did you watch Barry on Netflix? You kind of, I started. I fell asleep on Barry. I haven't seen it yet. I, st- I mean, yeah, I started watching it. I fell. Asleep. I was tired though. I'm not gonna put that on the show, on the movie. But uh, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you check it out. Let me know what you think. A and E got that clan show. They got pulled. Did they get pulled or they got renamed? I heard it got renamed. I heard it got yanked. They should get it out of here. Nobody want to see no clan reality show. Stop trying to normalize. That's what it was. They were normalizing. You know, we all we also we also bake as well. Yeah. Well, I saw some other shit. Viceland got this thing where there's a comedian like performing amongst mad hate shit. He goes to a clan rally, then he performs and he talks about. It's called uh, when stand up is not enough. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I forget what it's called, but um, some comedian on Viceland. I never met him. I never heard of him before, but. You know, it's interesting that that's the uh, that's going to be explored because the 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 flames of hate have been stoked right. a little bit. People that hate feel like they got the mic again. You know what I mean? And we'll see how long that lasts. I seen a T-shirt that said, "Don't let don't let Trump get your ass whipped." <laughs> Some old wild shit because there's gonna be it's retaliation for all of that type of shit. So don't bring no bullshit to the table. Yeah, a lot of a lot of shows like that. One one from NBC got yanked. I think we talked about that one. Oh no, I don't think so. So I don't know nothing about that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> imagine you're the guy that's got his fingers crossed, hoping that the KKK pilots still go through. You're like, come on, come on, KKK, come on, <laughs> fuck, this is my last shot. Uh, what's her name? Le- Leanne Rams got a Scientology show. Leanne Rams, did I get her name right? No, nah, Leanne Remini. Sorry, Leanne Remini. Yeah, and she's uh, apparently it's like. Super exposing, like it just tells. Yeah, I heard about this. A book came from a book. She put that's actually like a really brave thing that she's. I don't think she's getting enough uh, credit for that. Yeah, like Uh, that's a big deal to do that. Because you thought you would get killed, right? You think something's still might. She might. That's why she got to keep doing press. (laughs) When when you say some slick shit about something, you got to stay on the mic in front of a camera. (laughs) Like, hey y'all, I'm here. Yeah, (laughs) woo woo. She also has that kings and queens money too. You know, she 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 she's okay. You know. Be she got she got enough resources to to weather any storm. Mm, we'll see. Apparently, the reason Travolta can't come out is because they got like actual dirt on him. Uh, I don't know what's gonna kill him. What could, what could they hurt have him? like? They have scandalous information on him that he can't. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. So that's, so that's 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 he knows everybody. He might as well just say what what does he want to come out to shit. Apparently he does, but he you know they they like they can easily just say hey you come out you know we got you on X Y Z we can yeah. that's the that's the rumor. What's the what he got? Apparently, <laughs> I like how he's look at this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to keep it. Apparently, well, uh, you know allegedly the uh, people r- r- say. <laughs> from what I have heard, from what I've gathered, yeah, okay. on the HBO documentary they did on Scientology, which uh, was great, by the way. I don't know if you guys have seen. Going that. clear, going clear. You seen it yet? I fell asleep next year too. It was started out cool. It was a little. It was a little tedious. I can tell my uh, my attention span is not the best. Listen, if you still listening, I appreciate you. Your attention span is better than mine. Keep going. Uh, you know, Travolta's been alluded to having a 
liberated, you know, sexual lifestyle. And they have information on that, you know. What does that mean? A liberated sexual living with no condoms? What no, does that no, mean? Man. Like, like you know, apparently it's revolted. Which I don't. Which to your point, the I don't think it's a problem. Like apparently he, you know, he's engaged in like, um, what's the word, Chris? Uh, don't throw it to Chris. Let, well, let, I mean, let, I, I've heard that he's had like a gay relationship. Yeah, right? with, like, that's a what it is. Yeah. Is that things, the word? Right? Is that what you? Well, because I, I don't know yeah. if it's extra married. Like why he's been married? That's why. I was, oh, is he married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think is they, he married? Yep. Who's he married? to? Uh, I don't know. Kelly something. Uh, so apparently they got all that. They got all that. They got all that dirt on him. Right. And that's why he can't. You know. Who? Oh. Oh. Would that fuck him up though? Like oh. that's the thing. Like oh. we we talk about. I don't know. Who knows? I don't even know what the fuck we talking about. Would that would that sabotage him though? I think he could weather the storm. I mean, it, it probably. Yeah, I mean, not at this point. I mean, the rumors being out there or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, bad, you know, it's like yeah. if you don't like him for that reason, that's bad enough. You don't right. need proof of that, really. It's <clears throat> Kelly Preston he's married to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, you know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. You think it's brave, though, for uh, Leah Remini to go against the, oh, yeah. the Scientologists, L. Ron Hubbard and all of them, huh? Yeah, because that's not an easy one. Like, people come out against, you know, Christianity or whatever. Like, that's sort of a, a target that people have gone after before, and that's sort of acceptable. This thing is like a very secretive. You're the first group. person to throw yeah. that rock. Yeah. 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 It could be interesting. We'll see. It's, it's, it's always interesting that, like, the, the fear of the unknown, like, or the built up fear, right? Like,. You know, I don't know much about Scientology. I did watch some of the going clear thing, and again, like I said, it, it kind of got a little in the weeds, and I started. I, it wasn't it wasn't my thing, but just religion or just social, you know, more rate, more whatever. I don't know, social mores, like you know, like yeah. little, like all of that shit that we build up. Like Scientology could be powerful as fuck, like. Or it could not. There might not be. She might get shunned by the people she right. went to the church for, but right. that might be the extent of it. But there's like this this uh this mystique that's been built basically by not it hasn't really been ex it hasn't really been uh shown to happen, but it's like God forbid you go against such and such. You know, these certain right. these certain uh symbolic empires, yeah. symbolic empires that are that are present in the world be like, Well, you don't wanna say nothing about that. And it's just funny how people will yield to just the thought of what could happen when nothing's ever really happened. That's sometimes as, yeah. as strong as just fucking the mystique can be. That's yeah. a bad, that's some shit. Well, that's religion in general, right? I mean, yeah. that's the whole idea. Like, Get listen, your ass you to need to listen to this or else this could happen, right? right. Get your ass to... <laughs> I love that. Especially when it's tied to your career. Yeah. More than, that's the funny thing. I think more people was like, if it was just tied to your mortality, people would be more willing to chance it. They'd be like, well, shit, if I'm dead, I'm dead. God forbid I'd be alive and broke. <laughs> that's even scary. God forbid. Yes! <laughs> I don't, I well, the locks, the locks, I had to think, we had one track. Well, you, put it, you played it for me. Uh, Death is easy, life is hard. What is it? Death is easy, life is hard? I don't know. It's, it's, one, of the, it's one of those tracks you play for me. The, Jada Kiss says, death is easy, life is hard. Oh, right. Yeah. God forbid you ain't got your job, man. Yeah. I mean, look at Anthony Weiner. You know? He's still in the game. Look at fucking Donald Trump. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we talking about, like, shit that could destroy you. Trump has had damn near everything that could destroy you. He's wallowed around in it. Top and he... Yeah, he's good. Because Tom Arnold came out a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw a tweet he put out. No. He has tapes from The Apprentice that show Donald Trump using the N-word loosely. It's too late now. Look at that shit. Ain't a bit. That's the new shit. They're going to be like, well, it's too late now. And apparently he has Watergate. This is his words. He has Watergate-level journalists looking into it. Get out of here. Wow. Well, it's very late now, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> this this just in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've had these tapes for the past six years. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Uh, I feel like it's time to get the roll out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was interesting. <laughs> this was interesting. Uh, this is the last in the conversation know, for 2016. Man. I wish it was a little bit more momentous. You know, but fuck it. Uh, let us know what your New Year's resolution is going to be. Let us know in the comments, and then uh, you know we'll judge at them. We'll judge them shits and laugh at them. Uh, because you know, what's your New Year's resolution? To trust the process more. 
That's your New Year's resolution? Trust the, trust the process. It's all process. What's your New Year's resolution? I don't have one if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it. Well, he's getting married. You know, he's, he got yeah. vows. Yeah, stay married. <laughs> That's a good Don't one. cheat. <laughs> my resolution is just to get into 2018. That's always with my New Year's. I just want to get into the, Hilarious. the to the year after this this year. You know what I mean? If I could do that, we'll be fine. If I could wake up in 2018, 2017, wasn't that bad. You know? If you're listening to this shit, you've almost made it through 2016, and we both know that shit was tough. So hopefully you make it to 2017 because we're going to put out a new episode yep. with everybody at the table. We're going to have a good fucking time. But until then, enjoy your fucking new mm-hmm. year. Bring it in safe. And in the meantime, tell a friend to tell a friend. Or even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.